0: This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 183 The Fully Booked Hypnotist. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back, it's Jason Lynette here, and I'm going to be brief in this introduction for a couple of good reasons. First of all, this podcast session is launching one day before my birthday, and here we are, it's the weekend before with all sorts of fun plans for the day, so gonna go off and enjoy family. Second of all, this is a bit of a longer presentation than what I typically put out, because I wanted to share with you the audio of my entire HypnoThoughts Live 2018 presentation titled, Pack Your Schedule, The Fully Booked Hypnotist, where you're really gonna get the real work, the roadmap behind how I built Virginia Hypnosis up to be the business that it is today. So we're gonna cover all sorts of real world tested strategies to get out there, to get noticed, to get clients, and to really build a thriving hypnosis business. And I'm going to give you two options here. Option number one is continue listening to this audio podcast. Option number two is a rare one for me to give you, which is to stop listening to this audio because instead you could also go to worksmarthypnosis.com find the show notes connected with this specific session and that's where you can actually watch the entire video presentation of this uh, of this talk. There's a little bit of visual element to it though, for those of you listening on the go in the gym or on a commute, most of it is just simply lecture based and I'm descriptive with my uh, with my images so you're able to enjoy it in either format there's two options for you. Though, of course, another option is also head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That's my online training community, which features more than a 100 hours of real-world tested business strategy. And it's not just lecture. You're seeing the screenshot tutorials as if you're sitting next to me in my office, and I'm showing you step-by-step exactly what needs to be on your website, how to be found on Facebook. I'm giving you done-for-you marketing campaigns. It's a whole hypnosis business, uh, Netflix for your hypnosis business format, which you're able to get started with that program for just $47. Check that out, hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And with that, take some notes, save this program. This one's got a lot of information. This is session number 183, The Fully Booked Hypnotist. Let's kick off with a story. So I began my career in something very different from hypnosis. Uh, I began working actually in management in the arts. I was actually a theatrical stage manager. So I wasn't an actor, director or designer. I was the one behind the scenes, the wizard behind the curtains, calling the cues, making it all work. Hypnosis was a bit of a hobby. I had seen a stage hypnotist come to my college and put on a show. And I thought, oh, that's cool, and I began to read and research and watch as much as I could. So meanwhile, while working in that theater career, I was off taking hypnosis trainings, learning as much as I could, and found myself in an interesting place where I had this five-year transition goal let me leave behind the career that i was in before and make this transition over to hypnosis which was absolutely stupid because i was actually earning a higher full-time it- income from my part-time job as a hypnotist so this wonderful uh, strategic plan of five years became six months of getting burned out and getting fed up fed up and just going I'm out of here. So I give you that as a bit of a background because I started as the stage hypnotist. I then wanted to transition away, to that, away into working with one-to-one clients, which is the 100% focus of what we're gonna be talking about for the next two hours here. I am already standing on my tail. This is gonna get fun. Let me tighten the belt so I don't pull my pants down. <laughs> Too much. As a teenager, I had a hobby of doing magic and I figured out how to get out of a straitjacket. Let's leave that why I bought one. Um, but these ratchet belts, stop. Um, the first time I bought one of these belts that ratchets in, I spent a half an hour trying to figure out how the hell do I take it off. So when I opened up Virginia Hypnosis, which is my office where I see one-to-one clients, part of that story was, and understand what I'm about to share, I don't believe came from a place of, sca- of uh, scarcity or competition. I found myself at a local meetup event where other local hypnotists were there talking about the work that they did. And I was there announcing, hey, I just opened up my office. Here's what I'm doing. And suddenly in a field of people walking around at this event and talking abundance and positivity and all these wonderful themes, I was getting the exact opposite from these people. It's going to be slow your first year. No one's going to come to a brand new hypnotist. You don't have any testimonials, you don't have any referrals. Maybe you should call back your old job and transition more slowly. I was back at the same meetup event another month later, and I had a fully packed office. I was back at the same event a few months later to an audience of people who some of them had been doing hypnosis longer than I had been alive, teaching them what I had done to fully pack my office. So I bring this back to a few key principles, which there's some frames I wanna give you that's intentional inside of how I do this, which is that some aspects of what we're gonna be talking about today may be slightly technical, but take note. There's no projector set up. There's no computers up here within my stuff. The reason I do that is this. You have to understand the psychology and the philosophy behind the business process. Once you have that, it doesn't matter what mechanism you're using to do it. The opening phrasing is that becomes, it's often all about the strategy and very little about the platform because really in these opening frames, we're gonna set the foundation for everything, that it doesn't matter if it's Facebook. It doesn't matter if it's a website, it doesn't matter if it's a business card, some newspaper that's covering you, some feature where you're paying to be in part of that advertising, it doesn't matter. It always comes back to what's the strategy you're putting into use, as opposed to this magical platform. It's the catchphrase of mine that why are so many businesses nowadays on Facebook? because they think they're supposed to be. And that's it. There's no strategy behind it. Um, Some of us have been cracking the joke in the hallways. We've been filming our presentations. Uh, Did you hear that YouTube covered the keynote last night? Good, we're on the same page here. (laughs) So uh, looking at the shape of business again, here is this experience where I was getting this very negative phrasing that it's gonna be slow the first year. And there's an idea that I live by, which is that I refuse to buy into that premise. So later on I was involving, and we'll talk about this today, in network marketing, BNI, Chamber of Commerce, that sort of thing, places where people go to talk about their business. And from these organizations, you know it's gonna be slow your first year, don't expect to get a lot of referrals your first year. Here was someone in the membership saying, well I've been a member of this for like four years, I've still only received like two referrals. It takes time to build that value, takes time to build that rapport within a month, I was getting a maximum of like, you know, five or six new clients a month from these different platforms. Why? Because it's not the platform that's magic, it's the strategy that you put behind it. So it's where we're gonna set some opening frames inside of this in terms of where this is all gonna go and sort of the principles, the mindsets behind it, the principle that I live by when it comes to talking about business, which based on that story, mind you, the niche of talking about business for hypnotists is not something that i decided to do it's something that really from that story was decided for me and it's where i love this stuff and i want you to love it as much as well because the more i go to marketing events the more i go to information product training courses uh which i love that stuff and very often i go there so you don't have to i will tell you something which I'm often cautious about saying to a group of my peers, uh, sometimes, uh, not the ones of you in this room, clearly, uh, <laughs> but sometimes I enjoy them more than I enjoy parts of our community. Um, at the Thoughts Live convention, I don't have to inoculate this presentation. I don't have to stand here and say, it's okay to earn a living. I don't have to stand here and say, it's okay to charge for your services. It's okay for me to say, you all should probably raise your rates. As I'm looking at, I've talked to many of you and said that dialogue of, yeah, that rate's good, but change it to this number. It's a weird thing, we'll talk about this later, and I hate this topic of psychologically pleasing numbers. Uh, At one point, I had a program that was $950, and I could not sell it. But when I made it $975, everybody was buying it. That's stupid, because it's more. But something about $975 was more psychologically pleasing. And somehow I could never sell anything for 1300, but if I made it 1400, everybody bought it. And when I went, let me make it 1500, suddenly now everybody's buying it. So these little nuances, I'm looking at some folks in the room, I won't target them out, but they were charging 495 for something. And I said, make it 650. Why? It's the same number. Um, I've got one person I was working with that, It wasn't him who called back. It was his wife who called up to go. You doubled his income overnight and we're already seeing the result right away. Thank you. You're going to get some of these premises inside of here. So the other side note into all of this, uh, some of you who are here with me during the outsourcing presentation yesterday, my whole premise is positioning as the hypnosis business guinea pig. I will not teach you something that I have not personally done myself. So there's no armchair philosophy here, and in many ways you're not just getting the old story of what I did about 10 years ago to get things up and running with Virginia Hypnosis. I'm gonna be talking about the stuff that's what's working now. The other side of that too, and I want you to hear this next phrase without any ego behind it at all. Because why do I teach exactly what I'm doing right now? Because you can't do it the way that I do it. Because you shouldn't. You should do it the way that you should be doing it. You should bring your own style, your own personality, your own demeanor, your own approach to things. Uh, one of the highest performing uh, videos I've ever put out online is a video of me and my daughter, Claire, when she was like three years old, we're in the back of a minivan, and she's pretending to do instant inductions on me. <laughs> she's in the little car seat, I'm in the middle of the car, I'm wearing swim trunks and a wet t-shirt cause we've just gone to the beach and she's going, Daddy, one, two, three, sleep. And I'm there going. (laughs) And we're not supposed to say wake up, but she was three and it's freaking precious because she goes, wake up, daddy. One, two, three, sleep. (laughs) So Sean Michael Andrews may claim world's fastest hypnotist, but... Let's call it out. Um, I'm, I can see already people are furiously writing down notes. I'm gonna make resources of this available to you. I'm gonna make the video of this available to you as well. And I'll go back in. I have a dirty rotten trick sometimes where I have an outsourcer who goes through my stuff and whatever I say resource, she goes, oh wait, I need to put that in the notes as well. So I'll be sharing a lot of this with you inside of it. And I'll put that video of me and Claire uh, doing the incident induction in oh. the back of the car inside of it. Why do I mention that? Because chances are, as I look around, I know a lot of you in here, some of you are already in my training programs, uh, you don't have the cute little three-year-old girl who does the instant inductions. So don't do that video, otherwise it might be really creepy because it's not your kid. So (laughs) look at it though from the perspective of what is it about you as to why they should work with you. Here's the thing to really mention. Uh, Again, I go to marketing events, I go to the business trainings because I love that stuff, which by the way, they're talking hypnosis better than most of this community is talking hypnosis. Look at a Dave Elman induction. It's a natural progression of steps into the process. Relax the eyelids, they just won't work, send the relaxation down throughout your body, the fractionation, the large muscle catalepsy. You're not starting with that amnesia moment. There's a natural progression. This goes back to 2003, there's a girl at my college that I kind of like, and eventually I ask her out. I didn't walk up to her and say, you and I are going to have children. (laughs) Which knowing her sense of humor and going on almost 10 years of marriage, it might have worked. Uh, And Frank, somehow I felt very comfortable staring you down and saying that, we'll talk about that later. But looking at it from the perspective of, it's all about relationship building. You know, so look at the process, which the number one trending thing in business right now, the message at multiple marketing events that I paid thousands of dollars to go to, as we're now in the the trending phrase is the robots are coming. You can set up these little Facebook messenger automated robot systems to talk to your people ahead of time. As all these automated systems are out there, what's the number one trending theme right now? Human to human connection wow that's new (laughs) where'd that come from who invented that so with all these opening frames let me now introduce myself my name again is jason lynette i'm from the alexandria virginia area my business as i mentioned is virginia hypnosis again major themes if you can identify who your ideal client is you can find exactly how to speak to those people now to put this all together and part of my business history here is where some people are talking about build that six-figure hypnosis business i've concurrently built three of them i see live one-to-one clients that's a six-figure hypnosis business as myself as a solo practitioner i do live group presentations that's another one as well i teach information online that's another one and again everything is from that what's working now library and testing it out to see where it goes so i'd give you a couple of mindsets as we go into this which again on purpose, for those of you that are coming in late to this, there's a reason why there's no technology in this room. Once you have the thinking, once the mindset is, as I'd share with you, if you can describe the user experience, the process now writes itself. And again, by looking at it from a few interesting mindsets of how we put it all together, that's where it becomes a whole lot easier. Also, the mindset of the world is a whole lot smaller. So the benefit of here comes my client in the office, I'm in the Washington DC metro area, and suddenly now thanks to the interwebs, I'm now working with his mother who lives in Vancouver, British Columbia. Suddenly now I'm working with his brother who's over somewhere in Europe. And suddenly now, this actually happened just this past week, here's a client from somewhere in Eastern Europe that we're scheduled for our Skype session. And I'm dialing in, I'm dialing in and suddenly, there's a loud knock on my office door and she's here. Well, not here, she's there at my office. But it's this experience that she goes, I'm in town, just thought I'd surprise you. It's like, oh cool, you're lucky I decided to work in my office today. The majority of people I work with though are actually in my office. Uh, I love the one-to-one experience actually being there in the moment. Uh, some of you were in my pre-conference on hypnotized with conviction. I'm a very kinesthetic, uh, phenomenon-based hypnotist in terms of the process and how we put it all together. It's a feeling that they're coming into address. As hypnotists, we talk way too damn much. So let's bring the kinesthetics, let's bring the feelings into the process. So let's actually walk through the roadmap of first of all how I got things started which let me do this too that I'm gonna make this video of this presentation available to you as we like to say give me about a week or two for my nerds in the back to uh, go in and make the video look pretty. Uh, If you're already on my email list in general still do this again here because this is tagged for this specific event. You'll also get the talk I did yesterday as well, and a few other bonuses too. If you've already filled this out at this event, you can skip it over, and I'm gonna mention a website. Don't write it down because if you do this here, you're already in it, but I'll mention it for the recording. WorkSmartHypnosis.com forward slash HTLive2018. That will give you the same form for the people listening to the audio to get the same resources as well. If you've done it here at this event, pass it on. Cool. So again, if you can identify who your target is, if you can identify who that target client is that you're looking for, we're going to come back to this image several times here in different formats. That's very clearly a dartboard. (laughs) I'll be signing sketches after the presentation. If you can define exactly who that person is, you can find them. Now, the one that I've targeted is actually one that challenges a lot of our community because we're in a profession where some people go, I'm not gonna call it hypnosis. I'm gonna call it something else. I'm gonna come up with some clever name. I'm gonna call it coaching. Uh, If you look on a simple resource, and I always just simplify it, just do a Google search for Google news alerts because they keep changing the website address. Just do a Google search for Google news alerts and you can set up a Google alert for the news section of it that whenever a certain phrase pops up in the news, you'll get alerts that it shows up. Go in and set up the words, all the iterations. Hypnosis, hypnotist, hypnotherapy, hypnotherapist, hypnotism, and all the other iterations you can think of. What you do is you set up a daily digest email. It all basically explains itself when you see it on the screen. And suddenly this is a nice resource for you to be aware of because here's all the cool news that's popping up involving hypnosis. The real benefit is you start to see, okay, wow, we are further along in our culture than what most of our community talks about. There's constantly this celebrity who used hypnosis for this thing. This story of this bit of research and that thing. Here's something else that pops up, and yes, sometimes here's the celebrity who used it, they were going, ooh, someone else. But again, we see these moments where this stuff is out there. So why did I call my business Virginia Hypnosis? Well, first of all, the gods of Google opened up and the website was available. Those Those were the words that people were searching in my immediate area to look for a hypnotist. Take note of that, my ideal client is somebody who's already decided they want to use hypnosis i am speaking to an audience that really it's a courtesy that i have to do the old style pre-talk i live in a world where it's just the i don't i can make fun of the well, of course i don't have to tell you i'm not going to make you bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken unless that's what it takes <laughs> so to look at it from that perspective again that's my ideal client that is who I'm communicating to. Therefore, what's the filter that I now create? Everybody who is experiencing my material is now getting the positioning that this is the guy you need to work with. So it's where, take note, a little while ago, I told you my backstory. There's something to be modeled out of that. There's something to be said around if you can frame the story in the way that best serves you, you're ahead of the game. Why? I don't think anyone would have done this with me because I wasn't really the actor. You know in liberal arts education I had to go through the acting training which the anecdote of that is they're going do you really want to be an acting major because you're actually pretty good at this. Why? The actor was trying and trying to overdo it and I was just saying the words. Um, I worked with a professional actor one time who apparently was like a either high school friend or college friend of George Clooney and the anecdote was he was this big demonstrative actor and then one day he just decided to talk like this. <laughs> And people were like, wow, he's good. <laughs> Less is more. So because I wasn't trying, but it was the thought process kind of unpacking what had worked before. You know, I was working with these creative types. My job was to look at the entire production and chunk it all down to the individual moving pieces. And sometimes the insane level of detail that went into it, the specificity of words, as we were doing a lot of premieres at the theater that I worked at, the ability to know the inner workings of every aspect. Hey, we can't find the flask for the beginning of act two. Well, Larry goes to the bathroom on the third floor of the theater because he likes that one better. And he usually brings the flask down to the third floor. Let's send Eric down to the third floor bathroom to find the flask in every damn performance. That's where it was. And they're going how the hell do you know that (laughs) the same way that you're talking to a client and i do this not to make it some sort of marketing strategy but there's a side benefit that the moment you're on the phone with a client or talking to a potential person if you can talk about their issue in a way that they've never thought of it before jedi mind trick moment you are the expert so your fear of public speaking is it just the anticipatory anxiety leading up to the moment is it while you're speaking? Or for some people, it's this huge rush of adrenaline after they speak. What is it for you? Oh, I've never thought of it that way. Well, of those 20 cigarettes a day, how many are you smoking? Because you've made the decision you want one, as opposed to that's just the same old time you normally would have one. Oh, yeah, most of them are just automatic. and I'm not even finishing them. You are now reading their mind before they can even think about it. Little side note to that. So again, crafting your story. So, It's where, it's not that I would ever say lie about your background, but what did I inoculate against? Oh, Jason's just putting on an act. No, yes, I was a card-carrying member of Actors' Equity Association, however, as a theatrical stage manager, that was the union that I was in before I let it all lapse, and I haven't done that, and experienced beautiful PTSD, by the way. Um, My wife was working in theater at the time, too, after i left the career, and she, at her theater, they were producing this play about Actors in the community taking an acting class and discovering themselves. And I lean over and go, I'm going to go to the bar. And she goes, oh, bring me back a Diet Coke. And I'm going, no, you don't understand. I'm in cold sweats. Um, I won't be back. It was two years before I sat in the audience. Someone work with me on that later. So looking at it from the perspective of, again, what is in that backstory? So randomly, I'm going to point to someone I don't quite yet know. Gentleman right there. What was your experience before hypnosis? Before hypnosis? Yeah. Was there a career path you were on before you encountered hypnosis? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Well, uh, mostly just trying to figure out what my career path is going to be. Yeah. Was there a certain uh, job that you had before that you spent a lot of time in? Just give a specific here. Yeah, um, office work. Office work. What style of office work specifically? Beautiful, so administrative type stuff. It's where, again, utilizing your story as part of your, what we call USP, unique selling proposition, simplify your secret sauce. So looking at it from, well, the interesting thing is before I got into hypnosis, I spent many years working in administrative offices in terms of uh, work, tell me if this is a fair statement, working with different communities and office buildings and keeping that coordination so the office actually all worked together. The same way that in the hypnotic process, we're taking that conscious and that unconscious awareness, these different moving pieces, and that's how actually these days I work with a lot of IT professionals who are concerned about keeping up with their certifications, to keep on track with their careers, or working with different personalities. The phrase is, you don't have to like each other, but you have to get along. So I bring that experience from my office work mentality into working with you and your office work challenges to help you overcome this disability, this challenge. Sound good? Boom, that just happened. So looking at it from again, (laughs) what is that unique thing behind you? And again, whatever it is, if you can be the first to rebuild that story, which there's a very clear thing about this, don't lie about things, yet the benefit becomes, now you have subconsciously planted the seed oh, I need an office administrator hypnotist, because that's what they did before. This has only bit me once. This has only been a challenge once. I started as a stage hypnotist, and the easy market to go into were high school fundraisers. So it's like, oh, I can talk to the theater groups. This is gonna be great. I'll sell them a fundraiser. They sell the tickets. We split the profits. I used to be one. Uh, They were not the popular kids, and they didn't sell tickets, and I had bills to pay. Junior class fundraiser, raise money for the prom. Yay, I paid off my bills and had a career. So again, crafting your story. So it's where appropriate, that was that sort of superhero origin story coming in, which is establishing the credibility in terms of how this works and how we put it all together. So whatever your backstory is, harness it rather than hide it. But then from there, now, The phrase is, as a good friend of mine said in the back of the room one day, featured on the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast, if you're in your office, you're not working, said a wise man named Michael Deschallet. So in the early days of my office, if this was the amount of time that I was wanting to be in my office seeing clients, but in the early stages, if I was only seeing this many clients, what was I now doing? I was spending this amount of time to be there out in the community talking about what I did. So the message here is get out of the office and talk about what you do. Yes, the online marketing side of things is incredibly sexy. Yes, the online sitting in a dark room playing on your website is wonderfully self-satisfying. But I will tell you there are moments where even with the knowledge that I have these days, to launch a new website it may be three or six months before the search engines actually notice it before we can actually start to drive traffic properly to that website. When you're in a startup phase of a business, most often what's the resource we have more of? Time or money? For the majority of people it's time, which it's a little disclaimer I have to reference here that when I gave a variation of this presentation maybe seven or eight years ago, I would get up and boast, here's how I grew my business without spending any money on advertising. Here's how I launched everything I did without spending a dime on advertising. And I want you to hear the entire disclaimer after I say this. Or really, post technically, that was an absolute lie. Not as in a lie as that behind the scenes I was paying for ads. It was a lie because time is money. And you can gain money back. Time is something that when you don't use it, you don't get it back. So I was spending hours and hours and hours out there in the community talking about what I did, going out giving presentations, going out and using that as the mechanism for people to meet me, for people to interact with me. And I was spending a lot of time doing that. And take note, it worked exceptionally well, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking about it. But there was a pivot over time of a transition. What I'm getting at here is a mindset of the difference between active to passive strategies because very often it's 2018 and these passive strategies seem like the coolest things we can possibly do. Hey, let me boost a post on Facebook. The other phrase here is that if you're trying to sell to everybody, you're very likely selling to nobody. Unless you're going to a specific message, a specific target market, you're just wasting your time and money here. But again, note the sequence here i began extremely active in my strategies i was out there talking about what i did interacting with people anywhere that people gathered and would listen that's where i was i'll mention bni business networking international in a little bit later but they have an acronym that they teach in their programs called vcp which stands for visibility credibility profitability Everything has to start with visibility. They first have to know you actually exist. Where you see some people, and I've had this happen in my office before too, where someone just shows up and it's like, hey, I'm this massage. Hey, I'm this whatever, practitioner. I'd love if you can send me referrals. I have no idea who this person is. Meanwhile, up the road, here's this woman, Jodi, that I've known for going on 12 years, and I know she's an excellent massage therapist. Why would I send someone to this stranger who I haven't yet met when I know she's phenomenal? She's looking for profitability when we don't even yet have visibility or even credibility, which is critical here. So that opportunity to go out and interact with people. Let's rewind back. Everything there is extreme, as Will Farrell would say, strategery, behind this presentation. When you go back and watch it later, you might notice that I waited to about maybe seven or eight minutes into the presentation to actually introduce myself. Rather than the classic, hi, my name is this, here's how awesome I am, here's why you should listen to me, no. Instead, the message here is make them care before you make them listen. Again, back to the number one trending thing in 2018 in marketing, human to human connection which is a side note, uh, go back later on if you've got information on websites or videos on your websites and you're there and there's nothing wrong with the first part of this, but the second part is where I've got a challenge. You've got the single office, single practitioner space, which again, nothing wrong with that. I'm in a big office space, but nowadays it's just me in there on purpose. Uh, but the person's headed going, we can help you with this. We can help you with that. And that we is just you. The whole royal we, let's represent this thing is a bigger conglomerate, you're coming to this center. And no, your center is a 10 by 10 single room office. Call it as it is, which is a side note, even for those of you I'm seeing a few that I've talked to about this, if you have additional staff, begin with the I. This is what we can do together, then the natural pivot. Well, you know, what Laney does best is this, I'm gonna have you work with her because here's why. We get that rapport first, visibility, credibility, profitability. It's all about building that relationship. I didn't walk up to Michelle about 15 years ago at this point and go again, you and I are going to have children. There's a natural progression of the relationship. So it's where recognizing again, there's a danger to this phrase. Sometimes there's the appropriateness of the long game. The woman who randomly showed up at the office for our third appointment, she'd been in my email systems for three years. Everything in my business filters for two parameters, it's not a yes or a no in my world. They're either ready or not yet ready. So it's where as a bonus in the email sequence coming out from the iPad, this isn't produced yet, but it's going to come out in about two or three weeks time. There's a sequence I put together called how I made $4,160 from one email, which the overview, that was going to an audience that I already had credibility with. That wasn't going out to strangers. Hey, send me referrals. Who the hell are you? So, back to the network marketing to get specific here. Anywhere people gather, Chamber of Commerce, uh, there's a big trending thing nowadays of uh, networking events that are also fundraisers. Hey, we're doing this charity event. It's also a business mixer and show up with your business cards, talk to people. Uh, The uh, Chamber of Commerce in my local area got back to me at one point when they heard my nickname for it as I call it, the orgy of business cards. (laughs) Here's what I do, here's what I do, here's what I do, here's what I do. How many of you have done business networking before? Cool. Um, Tell me if you've had this experience, because I just love to scan for this. You give your card to somebody and they go, oh wow, this is amazing. I know a lot of great people who could benefit from this. Correct me here, you'll never hear from that person again. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's that interaction, because the real benefit is the people who you're interacting with Do not make the mistake of leaving the room and going, no one gave me any referrals, this is crap, I'm never going back again. There's about maybe 40, 50 people in this room and it's more so about the 40 or 50 people that you also know. It's about planting that seed and seeing where that web casts out. So the magical question is, who do you know that? Fill in the blank. There's a word, and for those of you that have spent time with me before, Stay out of it. Uh, There's a word that's spelled N-I-C-H-E. How is that pronounced? Niche. Niche. Why? Rhymes with rich. Yeah. (laughs) Be specific to be terrific. If you try to be everything to everybody, you end up being nothing to nobody. So it's where I would go to these events. And the number one strategy is I would pick one specific thing to be the expert on that day. And again, look at the format of this presentation. I'm using these strategies as we're teaching them here. I would get up and begin, who do you know that recently purchased an electronic cigarette with the goal of quitting smoking? Recent research has found that it actually has been proven that it's not really a stop smoking aid. In fact, some research suggests it might be a slightly healthier alternative to smoking, but meanwhile, here's other research that says otherwise. What about people with the patch, the gum, the pills? If you simply do a Google search, you'll see that in nicotine replacement therapies at best, often a 25, 30% success rate. When of all things, when you look into it, hypnosis has found one of the highest success rates for that person ready to throw out their cigarettes and move on with their life. Who do you know that is ready to stop smoking? My name is Jason Lynette. I'm a hypnotist. My office is Virginia Hypnosis. And I'm an expert in helping people to change their minds about how they think, how they feel, and how they behave about that old unwanted habit. I work with people in a rapid program where, at the end of the first session, they throw out the cigarettes and they're done with it for life. Who do you know that's ready to throw out those cigarettes? I have a simple welcome sequence on my website. I'd love for you to send them, and I look forward to helping them soon. Let's unpack it. Building value, building credibility, make them care before I made them listen. Other iterations of this. Now, um, there's one variation of this which was slightly vindictive. Um, But again, know your audience. I was in a room, and I feel shame using this, but oh my God, it worked. And we were helping these people, so we're qualified. I would go to these events, and I'd find the regulars. And I'd go, hey, Tracy, where do they usually start the introductions? Because the format of this is someone gets up, does their intro, their quick elevator speech, they sit back down. Next person, I would go to someone who's here. Tracy, where does it usually start? Where does it usually end? And I would sit in that last position as much as I could. I'm sorry for this, but oh my God, it worked so well. And I would observe who in the room when they got up looked very uncomfortable when they were speaking. Oh, you're all ahead of me. (laughs) And I would be observing uh, who were these people that they'd be getting up and they'd be shaking, they'd be looking uncomfortable, they weren't prepared in any way. And would you believe that even before I say what I'm about to say, as I talked about this, rather than addressing the group as a whole and being very friendly and making eye contact, I would lock on to these people as I talked about these specific things I was talking about. Why? From a very healing place, I knew I could help these people. And it's where I used to, uh, some of you that have been in my stuff for a couple of years, some of my phrasing used to be, I'm not going to use any super secret, sneaky strategies, because my whole thing is about the ready versus not yet ready. As I move forward into it, if it's, it's now in my responsibility to use whatever techniques are appropriate to help you to get the change. Hey, the entire process is hypnosis, let's put it to use. So I'd stand up. So it's your turn to stand up and you're holding on to something in your hand like a death grip so no one sees your hand is shaking. You hear your own voice and you're trying to speak in a way so you no longer sound like your voice is trembling. You're there and you're trying your best to keep your composure, yet you're terrified on the inside. If I just described you in terms of your opportunity to stand up and speak today, we need to chat. My name is Jason Lynette, and I'm an expert in helping people use the power of their mind to refocus how they think and how they feel about public speaking. As a hypnotist, We use that natural ability of hypnosis to go inside and take all the stuff you've probably already been saying to yourself about how smart you are, how talented you are, and send that into the unconscious mind and let that become your new automatic response. Also on top of that, hypnosis is about empowered language patterns and communications. And wouldn't it be a little bit better to go into your next presentation with a few secret weapons to make your speaking even more influential? If it's you or someone you know who is ready to empower your public speaking, we need to chat and the rest of the elevator speech. So again, I was going to a targeted group in that moment, and oh my God, I would leave. What I'm getting at here, my first networking experience, which by the way, we are planting the seeds here. This is not, the the flaw of listening to me is to go, that's a networking conversation. The same as the way that I, I teach hypnosis. You look at how I do glove anesthesia and it's like, no, 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 that's not a pain relief technique. That's changing a kinesthetic sensation. Can we create a new feeling and send that into that part of you that used to experience fear, anxiety, stress, and make that old uncomfortable feeling just not work? If it works for changing a physical sensation like pain, it can change a physical sensation like craving. Everything is universal. Everything is universal. So as a preview, everything I'm talking about now is what eventually became the videos on my website in that passive strategy. I live by the metaphor of the uh, birthday party clown who makes animal balloons, which I can make animal balloons by the way, those those long skinny balloons. You can name any animal in the world and I can twist it into a balloon. I can twist it out of the balloon. Any animal, you can't stop me. As long as it looks like a dog or a snake, I can, yeah. (laughs) You want a giraffe? Dog, long neck, (laughs) snake, eel, worm, um, lizard that lost its legs, I got you covered. So it's all universal, it's all about how do we take and build systems and leverage those systems into other things. My uh, kind of uh, drop the mic moment was eventually I found myself in a position with the network marketing where it was working, oh the backstory, I mentioned this earlier. My first networking experience, I saw someone beautifully crash and burn and get frustrated and say, this is shit. I'm never coming back to this again. Now, mind you, the product this guy had was something that eventually I saw someone else demo and it was amazing. Now it's like 10 years later. We don't really have a need for this technology anymore. Here's what this guy did. He got up and goes, Hey, I have this video phone uh, at $600. If you want to buy a video phone, see me after the meeting. How do you think that went? (laughs) And he was there with his girlfriend, I hear them in the parking lot after the event, he's going, this meeting's crap, I'm never coming to this again. Now, this is gonna sound like I'm being really clever and coming up with a better pitch, but to be fair, here's someone else who did it in a very different way at a later event. How many of you have family members who live overseas? that are perhaps not as computer savvy as you are. Skype, it's 2008 at the time of the story, Skype is a growing technology, but sometimes there's the issues of logging in and making things work. My company, which at the time it was ACN, my company produces this video phone technology that plugs into the ethernet jack, ooh, remember that, plugs into the ethernet jack, and the great thing is is it's hardwired in, in terms of the software, to another device. All you have to do is open it up, and that way your grandma over in Germany can just open it up and the two of you can have a conversation right away. It's that easy, and even better, we sell this on our website for $600, and as the holidays are approaching, if you order before Christmas, we're gonna give you the second phone for free and ship it to your family member for you. She had a line after the meeting. Make them care, make them listen which this is going to come into play with presentations as well. So I was at a point where now there is a transition, there's a pivot to everything. The real message sometimes is what got you started is not often where you end up. So these days I am not doing the network marketing. In fact, recently I went into another Oh, if this video hits YouTube, this will get interesting. I went into another networking group with the specific goal of growing another branch of my business that's continuing to grow. I was not representing my one-to-one services and I found I left that group. The group wasn't a fit. Quite honestly, I was sending referrals to people who were dropping the ball on a lot of their business. Um, I'm very serious about how I do my work. I expect a quality of things. And if you're not going to return a fricking phone call, I'm going to send you to somebody else. Hey YouTubes. So, (laughs) so looking at it from the perspective of, I was doing a pivot. Eventually I found my passive strategies, which is where we're going next, were now growing. Remember I mentioned it often takes some time for the search engine game to really take off. As that was taking off and I was seeing that it was a better use of my time to leave behind the standing up and speaking about what I do because my online videos were doing a better job I left with class because here is my final pitch. Good morning, everybody. Today's story ends with murder. Good, I've got your attention. Woman comes into my office. By the way, sidestep the story. Realize I still haven't yet said what I do. Other Also notice that I say the word hypnosis multiple times when I'm doing this elevator speech. I call this the ride your elevator speech to the top system. Ooh, yay branding. So why do I say hypnosis twice? Um, I have many friends who are magicians, and they found the first time they said, I'm a magician, what response did they get? Oh, what instrument do you play? (laughs) (laughs) The first time you say hypnotist, you get the confused puppy dog look, er? (laughs) The second time they get the, oh, damn, she's serious (laughs) kind of response. That's why I hit the phrase multiple times. Today's story ends with murder. Good, I've got your attention. Woman comes into my office. She has a horrible fear of bugs. East Coast, the the cicadas are about to fly into the area. She's a brand new mother. And suddenly at home, there's something creepy crawly up the wall and she checks into a hotel room without the baby. She's pumping breast milk. The husband is picking it up. She abandons her kid because of this fear of she saw the bug in her house. She's a high powered lawyer. And she backed out of the case of a lifetime because there was a cockroach in the courtroom. After the first time we met, she squashed a house fly with her bare hand. Who do you know that's ready to let go of a fear? My name is Jason Lynette and I'm an expert in helping people let go of unwanted, unnecessary fears. Using hypnosis, it's about helping you to change your mindset, to hypnotically take that message of what you've already been saying to yourself. I'm safe on this airplane. I'm qualified to speak and deliver to that part of you that's still holding onto that fear to help you to reprogram yourself to feel more confident. So whether it's bugs, whether it's public speaking, or whatever that fear may be, I'd love to chat with you and help you empower yourself. What I'm getting at here, we're hypnotists. How do these people usually do these elevator speeches? Hi, I'm Joe, I'm the accountant, I help you to balance your books. Hi, I'm Sally, I'm the real estate agent, I help you buy and sell your home. We have this whole thing of like language patterns and sensory representational systems, if you can draw them into an experience. Visibility, credibility, it's the old phrase that they may not remember what you say, but they'll remember how, you, how they made you feel. Um, I've been tracking Scott Sandlin for years in terms of his trainings before we eventually met and became friends. And I heard him speaking at one point about working with people with teeth grinding. And I'm going, "Ooh, I wanna work with that. And at the time I didn't know the crazy online stuff we're gonna talk about here in a few moments, So I'm going, how do I get the teeth grinders in my office? And here is the pitch. These were typically breakfast or lunchtime meetings. I'd get up, hey, so this week, I'm actually looking for something very, very simple. Uh, I'm looking for that person who you pay your hard earned money to, to take their fingers and stick them in your mouth. That's right, the person who you take your time, your energy and specifically your money to take their fingers and stick them in your mouth. I am looking to meet your dentist. Specifically, your dentist. Not the dentist you know from the Chamber of Commerce, not the dentist who rents an office in the same building you're in, but again, specifically that dentist you know and love who sticks their fingers in your mouth. Using hypnosis, I help people relieve bruxism, the teeth grinding, to help. It's an unconscious, this is Scott's line directly. It's an unconscious behavior that happens while they're asleep. So we're using hypnosis, a subconscious craft, to retrain that behavior. Thank you, Scott, for that line. So the next time you're at your dentist, timing is critical on this. Once they take their fingers out of your mouth, everybody, this is call and response, repeat after me. Say this. Hey, hey. I know a hypnotist. I know a hypnotist. No, really a hypnotist. Really a hypnotist. He, helps people with dental issues. he helps people with dental issues. You know, like teeth grinders? Like teeth grinders. Would you like to meet him? So again, the next time you're at the dentist, once they remove the fingers, you know what to do. (laughs) Memorable, right? Rather than, what am I getting at? The worst elevator speech I've ever heard from someone who was in, uh, before they went through my stuff, they were getting up and going, and we nerd out over this thing that I'm about to say. We would love this of going, oh, Um, I'm looking for people looking for a more organic sense of healing. The body is an amazing pharmacy of positive emotions and chemical structures and I'm looking for people with a sense of more innate organic healing. We nerd out over that shit. (laughs) But the problem is, the networking environment is that you're the real estate agent, you're the accountant, you're the handyman, you're the everything else. It's training a sales team to go out and infiltrate the local community. Again, strategery. Here is my life insurance agent who was there giving quotes to be that, well, you're a smoker, what have you done to try to stop smoking? I can cut your rates in half if you stop. Oh, I tried the Chantix. Oh, you see, here's the research around that, but here, here's Jason's flyer about stop smoking. Getting that foot in the door right away, here is from a credibility place. Um, I have an amazing new uh, referral source which is a local plastic surgeon who on his own sought me out because he goes, if they're a smoker, you know, the smoke in the body kills the elasticity of the skin and they don't heal properly. And it makes my work not look good. So it's also for me, I need you to help these people stop smoking. And it's kind of a funny dialogue as he's going, anything you want done while you're here? I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> so again, <laughs> looking at these networks, looking at these relationships, which at this point before we move forward and start to again we've planted a lot of seeds here. Uh, Jackie, what was your you got a hand up at the air? Yeah, Jackie's question is do I ever go to these offices and talk about it? Which is perfect timing. You're reading my mind because now we're going to talk about going out and giving live talks. Because in this category, the main message I want to give you is never again be the vendor. Instead be the expert. So, perhaps here's the local health fair, and yes, perhaps have the table and be there with your stuff, Uh, but the key is don't just be the person with the little, and yes, I say this is the guy who just gave everybody money, because my goal is to help you earn more money. Hey, you've already earned a dollar here, yay! (laughs) But again, to look at it is like, I'm not going to do that type of event unless I can be there as the expert. So, this is the strategy of again, value first. Um, I'll leave out who it is because it's not really just his specific statement, but there's people who would often go, I'm going to go speak to a group. What can I sell them? And here's my magic phrase. I'm going to be in front of a group. What can I give them? Visibility, credibility, profitability. I do this not to be tongue in cheek and say this stuff works, but we passed around a mechanism, which let's rewind for a moment. I told you what value you were gonna get by opting into my list. I told you the resources which make you to be able to sit back and really observe this from the meta perspective, watch it later in more specific structure. I made the offer first, I presented the value, then came the mechanism. I've met many of you already in this day and a half or already in this event, Many of you are outstanding. I find, speaking at this specific event, I find a much more, this is not the kissing ass of the room, it's a true statement. I find a much higher skilled practitioner at this event than anywhere else I speak. You're outstanding hypnotists. However, the issue is, nobody wants your damn newsletter. (laughs) Why? Hey, it's Tuesday, I'm going to send you email because that's what I do on Tuesdays. As opposed to, I may mention specific references in this presentation, would that be of value to you? Yes, that's targeted. I've just done a demo and here's this person who I did an instant induction on. Wouldn't it be great if you could relax that quickly? Yeah, well, you know, I have a brief audio program called Take 10 to Relax. In less than 10 minutes time, it's a deep relaxation hypnotic process and it teaches you how to replicate that on your own in just a few moments. I sell that on my website for 10 bucks. As a thank you for having me here, would you like a free copy of that? Yeah. Great, here, pass this around, it'll send it to you right away. Value first, what can I give them? So with that in mind, I hear so many people going, I want to go out and give talks on hypnosis. Which yes, I did that at one point too, if we'll put this in the resources, if you just do a search online for Jason Lynette, Crystal City. You can see half of a presentation I did like in 2010 or 2011, uh, where I had them cut it halfway through, just because it was more intriguing to not get the whole presentation. That's the only reason we cut it. So you can see that that was purely a, let's talk about hypnosis. Let's branch into something we call content marketing, which is all based on how do you pre-sell? How do you have people already buying into what it is that you do? There's a very simple formula to do this, and this is what goes directly to Jackie's question our next segment on how we actually deliver value in a presentation. I've heard many people, some in this room, go, I called up and offered a presentation on hypnosis and they said they didn't want that. Why? They didn't know they needed it. However, what's the target? Who are the people who are going to be there? What value can I give them? We've talked about networking events. Um, Quite honestly, I did not find much value of being a member of the Chamber of Commerce other than the fact that because I was a member, there were speaking opportunities. If I was just going to the meetings, I paid like 10 bucks more for a meeting to be there as a guest. But if I was a member, I can go, hey, and here's my formula. I have two presentations for business people. Uh, One is on stress relief in the workplace, and the other is on empowering public speaking using hypnotic language patterns. Uh, Given the members of this group, which one do you think would be the most appropriate for them? And for those of you nerding out on hypnotic language patterns, that's our good little friend, the double bind. Because what did I just do? I gave an either or option. I can do this or I can do that. Let's bring in our good friend in sales, the implied close. Which of those is a best fit for your group? And now what am I doing? I'm driving them inside to find an answer to go, well, you know what? We have a lot of people who also do speaking. How about that one? Hey, stress is a theme that we're always talking about. How about that? And now what am I doing? This is where, what I'm about to mention is not necessarily uh, the initial point of it is not necessarily unique to me, but the application of spinning it in some ways is, though other people hit the same frame as well. Uh, There's a website called BuzzFeed, and BuzzFeed did not invent something that's not an article, it's not a list, it's somewhere in the middle. Let's mesh these words together, it's called a listicle which a listicle is your easiest mechanism to create content. Which again, sidestepping this, I'm now talking about giving presentations. Which, by the way, this is the same formula for doing an email opt-in. On my Stop Smoking page on the Virginia Hypnosis website, there's an opt-in offer which is the uh, Kick the Habit Special Report. Seven Steps Towards Successful Smoking Cessation. And I'm still trying to find more S's to put into that title seven steps. Sounds familiar, right? So it's the list of information, which whatever the number is, um, I have a book that's coming out later this year, and the subtitle of it was something along the lines of the 12 powerful mindsets and the strategies to make it happen. And in the final edits, I'm realizing, you know what, this chapter is a little too small, and this chapter really I don't think is necessary, but I think I can combine this small chapter with the other chapter, delete this one, and suddenly now the subtitle of the book changed. It's now the 10 <laughs> powerful mindsets and the strategies to make it happen. Back to Mel Brooks' History of the World, Part 1. <laughs> Moses on the Mount, the Lord has given me these 15. Ksh, shit. <laughs> 10, 10 commandments. <laughs> they only see the final product. So the format is, true story. True uh, story. <laughs> Whatever number is arbitrary, numbers grab attention. So the four things to do this, the seven ways to do that, or sometimes even better, the one thing you need to know. What have you done? You've now done something that I like to call thingify. You've made it a thing. Nobody wants your damn newsletter. Or I'm going to give you the 10 minute, uh, take 10 to relax. So I'm going to make something more specific. It's where, uh, this is silly, uh, but years ago I took my standard hypnosis certification trainings. And when I offered hypnosis training and certification, here was the business. When it kind of morphed into Work Smart Hypnosis Live, let me call it out, it's the same course, but I thingified it, it got a better response. So to look at the listicle format, the strategy is I'm gonna give value, I'm gonna give value, I'm gonna give value and then I'm going to pivot. Now, this is the theme that uh, hopefully some of you saw Dan Candell speak yesterday morning. He does an amazing presentation on presentations. Now his language, he calls this uh, the how and why clothing, or the why and how clothing. Uh, and he and I did a class together a couple of weeks back, and uh, we hit on the same theme, but we call it different things. Mine is the ride the difference between show versus tell. So I'm going to tell you what you should be doing. But the solution as to how do I actually do it is, hire me. But I'm going to do it in a way that's non-salesy. So let's use, the, let's use the public speaking version of this. I'm going to present value first. Value first is always my theme. One, which would be begin to visualize your success. When you change those pictures in your mind, What you're doing is actually retraining your unconscious mind to expect a more positive presentation. Notice I didn't say you're going to use this specific technique to do it. I'm telling you what you should be doing, not necessarily how you should be doing it. I'm telling you what to do, but not necessarily showing you what to do, which the mindset should be. And this is how I operate, how I do my business and all different aspects of what I do which is that I want people to have value from this. If someone goes through this sequence and never signs up to work with me, I want to be just as happy with that person as the person who's now in my office working with me one to one. The same as I've been at my table. I, of course, have products that I offer for this community. And the one who's over there in front of me and I get to crack the joke of, you already have everything I own. <laughs> you already have everything I sell. To be as happy with that person as with this person who goes, you know, I listen to your podcast every week. I get all hot and sweaty with it. Yeah. (laughs) She listens at the gym. So, (laughs) you know, I listen to it in that format. And to have that dialogue in this person who's never even bought, to be just as satisfied with both people tells me I'm operating from the right mindset. Yet for those people who need a little bit more assistance, that's where the pivot is going to come into play. Change the pictures in your mind. Um, Rethink your strategy. If you're trying to script everything out, that's where it becomes a challenge. Think in terms of modes. Think in terms of themes and metaphors. Where am I in my presentation? Number four, my classic strategy is change your mind. When you discover methods to change your thinking at a much deeper level, that's where instead of just having some strategies to make this easier, the change takes place at a deeper place in your personality which is where I've found working with my clients as a hypnotist, message, message, message. There's my formula for a presentation. Value, 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 pivot, which the game becomes who's in front of you. So back to your question, Jackie, here's the moment which, again, the easiest people to network with are the people you already know. Uh, I found out recently, at least, one of the reasons why dentists have like the highest rate of suicide and depression. Let's go to positive themes in this talk. Uh, (laughs) My own dentist said this this past uh, two weeks ago when I was in front of him. He go when he took his fingers out of my mouth, he goes, um, we're the only uh, doctor you haggle with. He goes, I make this recommendation to somebody and they go, well, how much is that? Well, how much do I really need that? He goes, as opposed to your doctor says you need this pill. Very often people follow that advice. Meanwhile, you rewind back like seven years ago, and my dentist goes, okay, so I'm gonna refer you to a periodontist because I think you should consult with a gum graft um, because you've got receding gum lines. And by the way, just so you know, I've only ever given two referrals for this specific procedure in my 17 years of dentistry, and congratulations, you're the second. You need to call this doctor today. It's like, oh, wow, so I called. I'm in front of this periodontist, which as a side note, thanks to the work of Dave Elman, the early days in some communities, dentist and podiatrists were the most familiar with hypnosis. Thank you, Dave Elman. And this, podi- this, uh, this uh, periodontist goes, Oh, hypnotist, are you mostly Ericksonian or are you mostly Elmanian? <laughs> <laughs> and I just hugged him. <laughs> what I really said was, dude, we need to talk. Uh, And we got onto the topic of, he had read the Elman book years ago, about using more appropriate language, to which I saw an opportunity. It's about arming a collection of people. Be the expert, not the vendor. Do I want a bunch of flyers sitting up in his office about how wonderful hypnosis is? Well, I did that too. However, I also said, when do you have regular meetings with your staff? Oh, we do that every other Thursday. What time is that? 6.30. What time's the first patient? Well, we typically have some business things. We see the first patient on Thursdays at 7.30. Okay, I don't need a full hour. Ooh, presupposition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a full hour. How about I come in for just like 20 minutes or so because I do a presentation for medical professionals on effective language patterns. It's actually based on the work out of Dave Elman's book like you mentioned you read. Do you think that'd be helpful for them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, meanwhile, there is a bit of strategy behind this and a little bit of creativity and maybe bending some truth. Um, Did I have a presentation on that? No. Not yet. (laughs) But I was seeing that someone was hungry for it, someone saw a need for it. So what did I do? I scheduled it about a month out, which gave me enough time to do some research in that time frame, magically a wonderful uh, a person appeared in my life by the name of Michael Elner who had an amazing book called Bedside Manners which was all about that specific theme and he goes, oh, just use these as your presentation notes. Thank you Elner. So that was the presentation, thanks to him and some other nuances I was aware of. Which the side note to this is this doctor now realized that because I was aware of it, maybe he could play with me. He's now doing this surgery, which yes, we're before lunch. Let's find our somnambulist in the room. He is now in my mouth giving the horrible language of, okay, Jason, I'm now ripping the uh, skin off the roof of your mouth. I'm now stitching it to the front. Wow, Janice, that's a lot of blood, isn't it? (laughs) Everything the opposite of what I just talked about. And my mouth was like clamped wide open with these things so they could do the work. And he goes, when you went, ha, hell. He goes, I know exactly what you said to me. So value first. (laughs) But again, this was the formula. Which let's completely pivot away, does that answer your question Jackie? Yeah. Oh yeah, so yes, the question was if I actually go to them. Uh, there's a way to really illustrate this, that years ago the phone rings and it's this woman going, I'm doing the, I'm doing the South Beach diet, can you do hypnosis with me to reinforce the South Beach diet? And I respond, Well, I've never actually read the book on the South Beach diet, though my basic understanding is that it's like Atkins, yet it's like adding in the more appropriate carbs, right? And she goes, Yeah, basically that. I go, okay. So tell you what, I work with weight loss mostly in that time frame. Can you do this for me? I can fold that program into what I typically do with my weight loss clients. But can you bring me like a like a bullet point list of like the sort of tenets of the South Beach diet? She goes, oh, yeah, no problem, I can bring that right in. Also, I'm thinking, I'll do some research online. The phone rings later that day. Yeah, I'm doing the uh, South Beach Diet. Could you do hypnosis with me to hypnotically reinforce that? Oh, yeah, I get calls for that frequently. Tell me more about your goals. (laughs) Uh, Now, this person is now scheduling two weeks out, so I don't ask this one for the cheat sheet because the other one's going to bring it to me, right? Yeah, so the next day I get five phone calls. I'm doing the South Beach and I'm now on hypnothos.com going, what the hell happened? Did, Doc, did Oprah say something? Did Dr. Oz say something? And they're going, no, 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 it was this other person on TV referencing the research that um, hypnosis when applied to a program makes the program more effective. And they specifically said, you know, like the South Beach diet. And the phone was now ringing off the hook. What am I getting at here really by telling the story, not just to go, ooh, how clever. What I'm getting at is that suddenly I saw a need to create something. And only when I saw the need was there, did I actually then produce it. Now the ethical side of this is I'm never going to offer something that I don't think I can actually present. So I'm going to put something out there. Let's get physical, let's get metaphysical. I'm not going to put something out to the universe that I don't think I can actually manifest. Those words don't fit in my mouth, though I love the themes. (laughs) So I'm not going to put something out there unless I know I can actually produce it. So yes, Jackie, there were moments where I was reaching out to specific groups and this either this or either that formula was the mechanism. So again, business groups. Now there's a pivot inside of this as well. This goes back to my stage hypnosis career. At one point, I worked a very, very important magazine in the defense and security industry which I didn't find them, they found me. But then suddenly I had something magical. I had an asset. I had a testimonial letter from the editor of that magazine. And would you believe for the next year, most of the corporate presentations I did were for industries also in the defense and security industries, why? they knew who that guy was. The same way that as a stage hypnotist at one point, um, I call this, by the way, any Simpsons fans in the room? I call this the Troy McClure effect. I wrote an article, I, I called up the magazine that when you become a high school principal in the US, here's the magazine you just automatically get. And I called up that magazine to go, hey, I have two uh, pieces of information I think the principals would be interested in. One is on uh, finding appropriate, school appropriate content for students. The other is on contracts working with outside vendors. Which one do you think your principals would find greater value in? And rather than respond, who the hell are you? He goes, oh, the contract one. I'm now the expert. I am now the peer. Everybody else was trying to sell the funny show to the school and I'm the guy making a 1,000 color copies of that article going, Troy McClure effect, hey, I'm sure you already saw my article, though here's an extra copy. So as soon as I had that periodontist, would you believe that I was then pivoting his testimonial to all sorts of other dental offices as well? The same as I spoke to this chamber of commerce and I bounced around to all the others as well. There's a, uh, I came from the theater world. My wife used to be in the nonprofit fundraising world And there's a book in that industry called Don't Applaud, Just Send Money. And the real phrase often becomes, don't tell me, tell everybody you know. When you get that swarm after a presentation, wow, that was really helpful. Tell me more about what you do. That's where it becomes the, hey, what other organizations do you know? So again, pivoting to the next thing because it's the asset leading to the leverage. So it's where I would very comfortably tell you I have never, ever, ever made a cold call to a doctor. Never, in terms of building a relationship. It's the opportunity of leveraging whatever assets we have. On my office forms, um, please list any doctors that you're currently seeing that it may be appropriate to reach out to. Check this box if I have your permission to reach out to them. And here's the guy, I'm a big fan nowadays of what I call the longevity testimonial. I don't want the, I just saw Jason last week and I'm doing great. I want the, I quit smoking with Jason in December, 2009. I saw Jason for public speaking in January, 2012. And here I am six years later. And this is what I've done with my business. This is where I'm now specifically reaching out to past clients and I'm offering a bonus session. Hey, come on in. We'll shoot this while you're here. They go, no, I just love to come in and do that for you. So if you look at some of my things on the Virginia Hypnosis website, you'll see this is a project I've now got in motion. Now, little side note to that, we don't start with that, right? Some of you are in a startup phase. That's where, again, back to Google News Alerts, lean on the success of your profession. Here's a recent article, here's a piece of research, because it's about gathering those assets and then leveraging them to the next step. So all I needed originally was that one presentation in front of a group, and then I pivoted that one to the next one. So I was only ever reaching out when I could say, hey, Dr. Johnson, your patient Jackie came to my office and she had this outstanding result. And instead of going, send me people, I'm going, I do a presentation on effective language in medical environments. Would that be helpful to your staff? And they go, ooh, sure. I'm no longer the vendor, I'm now the expert. Which this kind of brings us to a massive pivot point where we start to talk about some more technically minded things. But everything we've planted the seeds for so far is now gonna go into business cards, websites, brochures, online marketing, Facebook targeting, YouTube videos, whatever the thing is 10 years from now, all this stuff is universal. Before I pivot to those other things, let me pause here. Any questions on these more active strategies—networking, referrals, uh, live talks? Any questions on anything so far? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, go for it. You uh, see, there was a rather Michael. Michael Ellner. E L L N E R. Which I don't know if that book is readily available, but I will talk to. Um, and I say this with tongue in cheek and a big smile and a happy heart, a peaceful mind, a placeful spirit. I will chat along, you gotta tell the elder fans, I'll chat along with some of the other disciples and see if we can just make that available to folks. Uh, we'll get permission on that first, but it's an amazing, amazing book. So, with that in mind, let's now pivot into technology. Because again, there's a natural sequencing to all of this. Which again, these are the things I actually did to grow the business. So it's all coming from a place of experience. And again, the way that I did it may be different from the way that you did it. Because what have I been doing now? I've been out in my community talking about hypnosis. I've been out there talking about the value that I can present to people, talking about the benefit that people will find. I'm also getting specific in terms of the value to them is, again, as opposed to selling hypnosis or even selling the result. Very often, instead, I'm selling one thing in my business, which I'm selling the next step, which if you go to the VirginiaHypnosis.com website, you'll see that that website is selling one and only one very specific thing which nowadays is actually something different, which for those of you inside of my online program, Hypnotic Business Systems, I'm filming this content over the next few weeks. It's what I'm adding in September, Uh, where nowadays I no longer do an initial phone call with my client. They schedule a 15 minute scheduled phone consult with me, which the phrasing is all specifically to their benefit because you know what the benefit is? It saves you on the headache of phone tag you can schedule a specific time that I will call you back guaranteed to help you discuss your goal, to talk about your outcome. Which I tell you, and this is something I've been testing, which hear that word testing. What I did when I got started is not what I'm doing now. And I'll give you some of the updates on things like I'm doing now. Uh, Credit to my friend, Dan Candel. I don't call it a phone consult. It's a 15 minute phone strategy session. Something I modeled from him, hanging out with a good friend of him. Uh, so, calling it thingifying, making it something specific, which I will tell you very comfortably, the number of initial inquiries I receive has reduced. However, these people, to use a metaphor, I have thickened that velvet rope of what it takes to get to me. And I am now closing practically every one of those clients now. They're having to jump through another compliance checkpoint before they come to me. Let's rewind that back if that's not your strategy. Those of you in my program, you're gonna see that all in action. Or you can just go to the Virginia Hypnosis website and see that is the one thing I'm selling. I am selling the next step. We're talking about lead generation marketing as opposed to direct response marketing. Direct response, I've got this phone, who wants to buy it? When you try to sell to everybody, you end up selling to nobody. Who do you have, who do you know that are family members who have tech challenges? Here's a solution. See me after the meeting. They're having someone metaphorically and sometimes literally raise their hand to say, I wanna learn more about this. That's that logical progression. Direct response marketing does work. And when you see the email sequence that I did in terms of $4,000 from one email, it is my other catchphrase that sometimes you just have to sell the damn thing, which you'll see that in action when I send that message out uh, in about a month or so is when I'll send out that campaign and show you exactly what that is. So again, selling the next step so my classic next step was call for your free phone consultation now i set rules in my life because i like to go home uh, nowadays i see my clients on monday through friday they're either a 10 a 12 a 2 or a 4 and there's no variation to that that way i am walking out of my office at 5 30 i'm at the dinner table with my kids and there's some personal baggage behind this in a very loving way. But when I go home, I don't work. That's the end of the business day. So I'm in mode in my office and I'm in mode when I'm at home. I am, um, <laughs> I am through time in my business analyzing everything in time with my clients and purely in time when I'm there with my wife, my kids, my family. That time is laser specific in terms of how I separate out my life. So my rule that I set was I'm either in my office building content that has value or getting paid for seeing a client. So I'm not willing to sit there for a half an hour and not get paid for it. So I set the rule that I do it by way of a phone consultation, which for the person who would call me and say, yeah, I want to come in for a consult. One simple pivot took care of that. Great. We do that over the phone. What would you like to work on? And I, I teach a whole extended uh, sort of phone system of how I navigate that phone process. Uh, I call it the 500K phone process and it's, I teach it online. But basically it's the first 10 minutes of a client consult. I talk to them and I listen and then I feedback part of my pre-talk through the filters of their goal. That's what my phone consult is. And there's a seamless pivot to be, here's how we work with each other. I actually listen to my client, and I put my process through a client-centered filter based on their goal. That's what the process really becomes on the phone. Human to human connection, yes? Do you find that that process by switching the name from consult to strategy planning actually eliminates or filters out those who may be less yet ready? Yeah, the question was by by uh, reframing it from phone consult to strategy session? Did it filter out the people who are not yet ready? I have to give the honest response that I did. You're supposed to, a good scientist is only supposed to test two variables. I switched over to the the scheduling software schedule your callback at the exact same time. I pivoted to strategy session, so I don't have a definite answer to say this one over that one. The answer may be just test it for yourself. Yeah, so again, I did both variables at the same time rather than one and the other. Yeah, question. Yeah, and the comment was he's basically doing the same thing of schedule the 15 minute time frame of that. So the benefit of that is again, that conversation's about building rapport, building a relationship, value first. We've talked about this. Let's talk about actually now selling your programs. Ooh, programs. There's a word. Now, there's differing opinions on this. And the preview, just to kind of hype what I'm about to share with you, is the story I hinted at earlier, where the wife of one of the people in one of my programs unsolicited, she's not a hypnotist. She called me to go, you doubled his business this month. Here's the strategy how. If you're booking, now there's some variation to what I'm talking about. Uh, But in general, uh, by the way, never, ever, ever use absolutes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And if you ever hear someone speaking in absolutes, everybody who speaks in absolutes, they're just full of shit, by the way. We're on the same page. Uh, But if I had to generalize a phrase here, if you're offering the one and done model, in a more generalized mindset, you're setting the expectation of a binary result. It either worked or it didn't work and there are some clear variations to this. Um, If you set the expectation for process, you're opening up the mindset for where appropriate, incremental change. Hey, you know what, I got up and I gave that presentation and it felt really, really confident, yet I still felt a little bit of anticipatory anxiety. What if there was a way to naturally pivot this out of that one and done model into process? Now, yes, there are some people who teach more specific systems and protocols and it's why i mean in my trainings i just have one hypnosis training program because it's just here's my entire bank of everything that i do and it's the stream of consciousness to go how do i pull this technique how do i pull that technique Um, i'm not the protocol person so with that reason what if here's the person that hears this five phase system but i don't have to do this step with this person What if here's the seven step weight loss program, but I've had this as a client several times. She's the Zumba instructor who is binge eating at home. No, 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 but phase four of this seven step weight loss system says motivate exercise. She's already doing that, be client centered. So it's where I am never the one to say we will have this done in five sessions, three sessions, eight sessions, whatever. Here is the one little nuance that built a massive difference in many people, and some are in this room right now. We start, and there's variation to this, we start with a plan of two sessions. And you're gonna get the video of this presentation so you can go back and model the exact language. We start with a plan of two sessions. If that's all we need, fantastic. However, if there's value in additional work, of course that's an option. My goal is to give you the most effective process in the most efficient use of your time. Which again, you can pull that out later and pull out that specific text. What have I just now pulled off there? Well, I have clients who I see them in two sessions and we're done. Yay, high five, you're doing great, keep up the good work. Do I have clients to this day that I have seen, here's a woman I saw two weeks ago that it's like the 15th time I saw her. Why? Because we had a specific reason to continue this process if for her it's all about that generative change and here's this old issue she was in years ago and now here's this amazing thing that she's doing now and we're hypnotically reinforcing that it would have been cruel to tell this person we're going to be done in five sessions now to give you my ethics behind this i tell this to my clients often over the phone my job is to look at you and say professionally speaking i hope to never see you again I know i'm working ethically when i'm working to put myself out of a job if you've looked at my website my business model is raving fans rather than lifelong dependence you know it's where i do have to mention a quick story this woman was coming to see me for issues involving fear of death and loneliness she was in her early actually late 70s now early 80s and she's going oh jason i love that self-hypnosis you taught me But you're so close to my home, and I like it better when you're here to help me. Money's not an issue. Can I just keep coming in once a month?" Now, honestly, I'm in my head going, I don't need the grandkids finding the credit card statement, and calling me up and saying, hey, are you the hypnotist taking advantage of grandma? So I found every appropriate way to politely, respectfully, begin to, you know, push away in a very kind way. And I found myself actually getting a little concerned at one point that I hadn't heard from her, and eventually the phone rang. And the dialogue was exactly what I mentioned. Hey, I'm helping my grandmother with her finances. Are you the hypnotist she's seen like a dozen times? I'm like, oh, crap. And they're going, we just had to call and thank you because she used to be the clean freak, obsessive compulsive. She's taking the plastic off the sofas. She's now babysitting the kids. She, my grandmother did this to my, to my brother, not me. She one time made the kids eat lunch in the bathtub so they wouldn't mess up the house. And now eventually she goes, hey, there's a stain now on the coffee table. It's broken And We just had to call and thank you because she is so much ha- so happier now. Ah. So again, this place of that ongoing benefit were appropriate. Now mind you, this is something that may at times be flexible. Nowadays I kick off with either a two session, a three session, a four session, and quite honestly it's a little bit of an intuitive thing for me. Based on the dialogue is when I pick the two, based on the dialogue is when I pick the three, based on the dialogue is when I pick the four. So it's where I'll give you the origin of this. My initial thing was three sessions were 350. Two sessions were 350. However, we can do additional sessions after that. We're talking like almost 10 years ago for me now. After that, ongoing sessions are 150 as needed. That was my old story. I will do full disclosure because it's a what's working now. And if a client ever says, wow, those rates are much higher than I expected, I don't hit them with ego. I don't go, hey, keynote speaker, hypnotist of the year, TED talk and mention all these other things. Instead, I just simply say, well, I've only ever raised my rates when my schedule was full about a month in advance, which that delivers several other phrases by giving that statement. And that is a true phrase. Nowadays, I'm two sessions, 850, uh, three sessions, 1200, four sessions, 1500. And the more I keep raising it, I'm trying to bring down that client load. and people are booking me at those rates right now and I'm looking around and going, well, we still have that student loan to pay off. Let's pay off that minivan. (laughs) Ooh, the excitement of Jason Lynette's life. So, (laughs) and going, yeah, let's take care of some things and make life a little bit more comfortable. So I'm in my office a little bit more than I've actually been in recent years because damn, it's working. So these are my systems of doing that. And there's a mechanism of in these various programs the way I'm doing it now, now this is a little bit of hypnotic language inside of it, Of course we can do ongoing sessions for 300 each though most people prepay a package of two more because that's just 500. no one books the one which again what did i do here um most people prepay the uh, do the sessions some people do the sessions as the singles as 150 though if you want to prepay another two here now that's just 250. and what was i doing this was that nuance that the wife of a hypnotist called me and goes you've increased his client load. In the words of Richard Nongard, if all you're doing in the second session is giving someone a high five as to how awesome they've done, you are hypnotically compounding and enhancing the result that they've created. Yes, there's some variations to this. I will give credit. I was someone for years who goes, the no, the multiple session, no, the multiple session, and some of us got to hang out because go check out Ken Guts who going to stop smoking. I'm now using his system for that. That's a one and done model with several other nuances behind that. Chat with him about how he does that. So notice again, flexibility to learn. The ability to go, let's see what else is going out there. How else are things doing? So if all you did was make that one single transition, this number of people you need to book every single month is now cut in half or perhaps cut in a third. And only once or twice over the years have I looked at somebody and said, you know what, you're done, you've got this, you've kind of graduated here. We can use that remaining session for something else if you want, but if you want, I can just refund the balance. Uh, they've never had me refund the and by never, I mean this is like two people I can think of. And this is a strategy actually I modeled from Sheila Granger uh, in her virtual gastric band. She'd sometimes be in session three going, you know what, you've done so fantastic, you live close by. How about we just let everything sit for the next month, and we'll reschedule again, and that way, a month from now, that'll be your third session. Which, yes, you lose the client block, however, think of the amazing hypnotic high five that person is getting. This is how well you're doing. And we always have admin tasks to wrap up, I use that time for value here. So that's really how I've done my programs over the years, in terms of how I put it all together. So where are we now? We can infiltrate our local community, we can talk about what we do, we can give targeted presentations, we now have these valuable programs which you can fit any mode of hypnosis content into. All these techniques are good. And there's a little too much dialogue of you should never use this style of induction. If you don't use this technique, you're not a real hypnotist. That is a virus that needs to die and go away. Not the people, the people are lovely, but those teaching messages need to be pivoted to something more positive and more helpful. There's too much of this, you can't go to Home Depot and buy a hammer and say this doesn't work. It's a hammer. (laughs) It's only as good as you put it into use. So it's a method of how you put the process to use. And it may be the moment of I'm not really an aversion person, but the one who comes in and says just make me hate sugar, that's the one thing I need. Sometimes you need to listen to your clients. It's a nice positive message that I think we all need to hear. Uh, We need to be more client-centered. Every model of work fits into this. So now let's talk about really going global, or at least local as well. Realize that the number, if I had to stand here and say, these are the two things that made the income that I have today. These are the two things that as I interact with my students and my business programs, as I just talk to people, This is my uh, plastics moment like uh, in the movie The Graduate. Here's the future, plastics. I'll give you two plastics here. Networking and online videos. We've talked networking, online videos are the number one thing that have built to where I am right now. It's where how has my phone process become so brief? We're usually done in less than 15 minutes. My initial question nowadays is, what videos have you watched on my website? And when they respond, all of them as they often do. I go, great. I can go directly into the program. I can go directly into talking about this because they have pre-qualified themselves. The real message here is duplicate yourself. Duplicate. No one make Mike Mandel look at my handwriting. Duplicate yourself. So the benefit is, close enough, Uh, the benefit is I'm going to use technology now to duplicate me. This is my phone process now for my stop smoking clients. Did you watch the video? No. Okay. Well, is tomorrow at uh, 1130 a good time for you like it is today? Yes. Let's do this then. I'm going to send you an email with a link to a very important video, which is going to answer some questions that probably you haven't even yet thought to ask. After you've watched that, I'll call you tomorrow at 11.30, we'll have a much better conversation then. Sound good? Oh yeah. I send the link, I call back the next day, and actually in the system I'm doing now, they've already signed up for the program. Again, person who's already qualified, I'm using the video to educate along the process. In the wait, go to the Virginia Hypnosis website on your own time and look at the videos. I'm telling stories. I'm talking about research, I'm talking about why the process works. The number one thing I'm doing is I'm looking at the little lens on my camera and I'm talking to it like it's a real person. Hi, welcome to my hypnosis center. We can help you. No. I'm talking directly to that one person that I know needs that benefit, needs that specific help. Which again, I told the story of the back of the minivan with my daughter. There's one of the videos that was on the site. Meanwhile, here I am talking about uh, the website, talking about the process. I, had, I took this video down because I want to reshoot it. I'm doing things that I'm not standing there going, I'm really good at this. I'm doing things that demonstrate this is the guy to work with. There's a story of on the website, I took this video down because I want to reshoot it. I have a giant glass jar in my office that was filled up with cigarettes that people had thrown out, the packs, the crushed up packs, the uh, chewing tobacco, all the paraphernalia and such. And I have the jar in front of me and the whole dialogue was, what's great about this is I really do remember my clients, every jar has a story. This one in the plastic case, this guy was a a three-pack-a-day smoker. When they're smoking that much you don't ask when are you smoking, you have to ask when are you not smoking. Quite honestly I was concerned about this guy and I was shocked when he stopped right away. By the way scroll down on this page, Hollis, that's his testimonial, this is his pack of cigarettes. And I look forward to you throwing yours in here. By the way, you might notice this jar really isn't that full. Uh, There's a good reason it's not that full. Jar number two. This one was already packed to the brim. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. This process begins with your free initial, at that time, phone consult. Give me a call. I look forward to helping you knock out those cigarettes once and for all. Telling stories, talking about the process, being human. Let me say that again. Being human. That's what sells it. Human to human connection. Which um, if you have any sort of, I'll inoculate this one, if you have any fears around standing in front of a camera lens, um, you're at a hypnosis convention? (laughs) Okay, we can move on. (laughs) What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Leave the fear here. Get rid of it. Um, I'd be open. Uh, I'd been in a hypnotist office before working on some personal stuff that I had to let go of. You know, I can look around at people I know in this room, we won't target them out, but people whose initial entry point into this process was, here's the experience I had as a hypnotist. You know, it's where, I mean, the podcast that came out uh, Thursday, I, I released Scott's keynote last night as a bonus session, it's my camera, I had the audio and I really enjoyed it, uh, but the, uh, the podcast uh, Thursday that came out was based on uh, the book uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, Find Your Why was what I called it, and I credited him as the inspiration. And why did I read it? Nongard said I should. I'm there going, it's on my shelf. So, and I hit some very vulnerable moments in that conversation. Be human. You know, it's where, as I brought my own story, hey, I used to be massively overweight. Here's the way that I changed my health. As I brought that into my story, I'm now a person they can connect with. And also, I've heard this dialogue sometimes. Well, I'm overweight. I don't feel comfortable working with weight loss clients. And I've met some people, actually several are in this room who have individually not knowing each other and network with each other gone, I used to be this many hundred pounds overweight and here's this miraculous shift I did. Which even if it's in process, it's not the it worked or didn't work, it's that it's working. Look where I am and this is where we're going together in this journey. Be human, that's what sells in this process. Which rewind back, what do I talk about in my videos? Back to the old stuff, everything that I had talked about in my networking stuff. You want an amazing artistic lesson, go on Netflix and watch the documentary Comedian by Jerry Seinfeld, Comedian by Jerry Seinfeld. You see him for a year after the TV show went off the air, going out and just workshopping material. And there's a funny moment, he's just crashing comedy clubs. He's just showing up, and I mean, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, can I just go up and do 15 minutes? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) And there's a moment in the documentary where they pan the audience, and there I am, I was in the audience for one of them. And he did not do well that night. He abandoned two routines in the middle of the act. He crossed something out and went, well, that's not going on HBO. (laughs) And one of the routines eventually made its way to that special, and you could see the lineage of how different it was the networking environment was my place to kind of crash and burn, screw something up. But eventually refining that message. So I would mentioned already, here's a video that was on my website that I've taken down. Why? Because I do part of the process differently now. Also, I mean, uh, Thursday, and this isn't a pitch, Thursday I did a training called Hypnotize With Conviction. I'm looking around at the names in this room because I don't think anyone got it. Yeah, you were there, but um, I sold a product called Hypnotize With Conviction like four years ago and I took it off the market because I don't do it that way anymore. Uh, Which yes, it was wonderful to have all the students in the class, but it was a video shoot disguised as a live class because I'm now pouring that content back into the old thing because again, I do it differently. So again, the video strategy shoot videos, tell stories. This is the mechanism, which now naturally pivots us. Yeah, Jackie. can Can you use something, someone else's videos? Yes, you absolutely can. And there's an amazing thing, again, back to BuzzFeed, as a great example, curating content positions you as the peer. Now I'll mention something, this isn't about Work Smart Hypnosis. Work Smart Hypnosis is the training arm of what I do, chatting with lovely folks like you. I'm here specifically talking about Virginia Hypnosis. Um, The origin story of the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast was that I was at conventions and the workshops were great, but standing at someone's table and having a conversation, networking with people around the world, that's where I was learning some amazing lessons and the podcasts are not tightly rehearsed interviews, they're long-form conversations. That was the format of that. So, it was only by accident, like a hundred sessions in, did I realize, oh damn, that's what happened. That, I mean, by the time I started the podcast, I'd already received awards, spoken at many other conventions, and the real passion of the podcast is that, uh, that's my ongoing education you all just happen to get to listen to it. And as long as I'm doing it in that format, as long as I'm featuring people that I think are doing really, really cool stuff out there, rather than this friend of mine has a product to plug. No, if it's people that I feel have a conversation that people need to hear, that's where the downloads are high, that's where people are listening and interacting. And I only realized years later, oh wait, that kind of positioned me as a peer of all these people, which when I launched the program, again, there were already awards, various convention presentations but by curating content, by sharing someone else's information, giving reference, of course. Hey, go to this YouTube link to watch this video. I mean, Dan Kandel, he did a TED talk and his was on hypnosis. Um, I eventually did one myself and mine was on rapport building strategies. Um, You know, here's something, in one of my email sequences that I have, even on Virginia hypnosis, I tell the story of Felix Bumgardner, because that's a name, anyone remember who he was? He did the stratosphere skydive. And at the last moment he was having fear of heights. And what did he do? He saw a hypnotist overcome that. And here's the article talking about that. So in my email sequence, here is the email with the Crystal City Rotary talk, but the next sequence, which is a video of me talking to a group of people, but the next email was a link to an article, a link to something else. I'm varying my content, so yes, absolutely but I wanna mix it in with other things. The same as if you don't yet have a lot of testimonials, lean on the research of your profession. We all start somewhere. Does that answer your question, Jackie? Yes. Cool. So this is the same dialogue that now it becomes like a prop comedian, like going to see Carrot Top over at Luxor, where really in the last five or six minutes, we're gonna take all these themes and rapidly, this is the formula for everything else. So looking at it from the perspective of Facebook marketing, Facebook marketing, uh, which this is more talking about the organic side of things, the paid is a different dialogue, start with value. If you're up there going, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, there's a guy in the info marketing world, Gary Vaynerchuk, his books are phenomenal. Uh, I'll send the links to his books and the resources I'll send out. As he puts it, we are aggregating attention nowadays. And people lose attention with that direct response format. Yes, there are exceptions. I'm the early morning person at the gym and in the morning, 5 a.m., the TVs at my gym were all uh, CNN, Fox News, CNN, Fox News, CNN, Fox News, infomercial, ooh, Copper Chef Pans, CNN, Fox News, CNN, Fox News, go home, make my kids breakfast, Frickin' eggs are sticking to the pan, next morning, Copper Chef Pans, I bought them, they're amazing, buy them. Uh, (laughs) So that does take time. But again, the place of starting with value, the format I mentioned earlier, Here's a video sequence on a Craving Buster. Here's a video. Here's an article. Here's a blog post. I talked videos the same format applies to whatever medium you want to create. Here's an audio download. Here is an email sequence. Here's a video course. Here's a, uh, and again, there's language patterns we can get fancy with inside of this. This way you can watch a video of what it's like to go through the program before you sign up for my program. Command, sign up for my program. This way, you get to, this way you get to meet me before you come into my office. Ready, not yet ready. Yes, I am selling the service, but for those people who are not yet ready, I'm providing more value by putting them on some sort of automated email sequence. That's gonna get us into some technology stuff. We're in an amazing place nowadays technology. 10 years ago, there was an argument around this platform versus that platform. And nowadays I have a MacBook Pro laptop which directly talks to my Windows PC desktop. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, that being said, I do have to give a polite plug. Yes, we've been talking about scriptnosis being curated content of Hypnotist, but it's also a whole email automation system. We're building it out the way that Hypnotist needed to be. Go see Titan, and learn more about that. Or GetResponse, MailChimp, all of them are good. We're at an amazing renaissance now of technology. All this stuff works, you just have to use it. Sounds like a familiar phrase, doesn't it? So if you're going to be doing anything online, you know, don't be the one going buy my stuff, here's an offer, here's an offer, here's an offer. Instead, here's value. Rather than what can I sell them, what can I give them? And the money is in the list. So this is where I mentioned that email opt-in sequence that's on my various websites they can get the stop smoking email campaign, which they can interact with, build rapport with me, and then eventually find their way to my office. For the client on the phone who I go, when would you like to get started? When would you like to come in? They go, well, I got to think about it a bit. I don't use crazy objection stoppers and closing statements. I just simply go, well, great. It sounds like you're still in a research phase. How about I send you some further information by email? And that way, once you've learned more about the process, when you're ready, That's what I want you to call me back. Sound good? And they go, oh, perfect. They now go on to a drip email campaign, which keeps providing value. And I will tell you my favorite client is the one who opted into some list, either at an event, as I've mentioned here, or perhaps um, wasn't quite ready on the phone. And now they're about to book with me. They call back years later and in a very non-confrontational way I can go, just to ask a curious question here, you first called me like three years ago and here we are scheduling today. What's different now? Whatever they answer, that's gonna tell you where you really need to focus your process. And I'd rather have them now when they're at that state of readiness than because I learned this fancy objection stopper from some online book or whatever. You know, so again, from a place of incredib- from, uh, credibility and authority, but again, just I, I operate from a place of transparency. That's where I want it to be. Where they see in the dialogue, this is what's going to make me successful, this is what's not going to make me successful. That's Facebook. That's YouTube. That's building an audience. That's building relationships. That's again back to the network marketing. It's back to that human to human connection. It's where, again, blogging, whether it's putting information out in print format. Um, you know, I do a podcast that goes out specifically to the hypnosis community and there's people who do other podcasts that are not just specific to this little community. I get, this is a funny thing, I get get clients who discover my podcast, and the dialogue is always the same thing. They go, yeah, I found what you do. I listened to like one or two sessions. I'm not the audience, am I? Like, well, no, it's really a trade-specific thing. There's not any secrets to what we do, but it really is you know, kind of a gift back to a profession that I found a lot of value and benefit from myself and helping to change the dialogue of how we learn and how we communicate with each other. So yes, I have received clients from that other thing, but it's where uh, Melissa Roth at one point was doing specific online programs, just doing interviews around, I believe it was fibromyalgia or IBS, two of her specialties. It doesn't matter what the platform is, it's the strategy behind it. So looking at it again as to how do I get in front of the right people? How is it I provide value? So it's where again who knows what the thing is going to be 15 years from now? We're talking relationships. We're talking about establishing value. We're talking about trust. We're talking about positioning in such a way that really once you can describe the user experience, once you can define who that ideal person is, you have a business that just runs itself, which I'll give you some of the updates on this. I started with stage hypnosis. Now I pivoted out of that. Um, Michael DeShallet runs helps run a stage hypnosis conference that last year, Mark Savard was there in a panel discussion and it was amazing to hear him. The guy 10 years running at the Planet Hollywood Casino going, yeah, I don't do school shows anymore because I had to stop doing that in order to do the show in Vegas. So what gets you started is not often where you end up. Now my whole thing is about building systems because my personal hero in some indirect way, some of you have heard me say this, is a man by the name of Ron Popeil who put a chicken on a spit, marinated the thing, put it in like this toaster oven shaped contraction, hit the button and what did he do? Set it and forget it. So my whole thing is building systems where nowadays Virginia hypnosis is a big chunk of my time because I've not really automated and pulled myself out of seeing clients because I love it. I'm passionate about it. Being a part of that story, helping someone get from where they were in the problem to where they are in the outcome. I love that hero's journey. I love seeing that in process. That's where, as there's many other things and many other successful dreams, uh, streams, If I wasn't doing that, I think I'd be bored. I'd be missing it. And even when I pulled away from it for a little while, I kind of scaled it down to reduce it, to put emphasis on other projects. I was going, I want to be back in that chair in the room working with my client. So my whole thing is about building systems. So then that's where eventually, okay, this is taken care of. The way that I left the network marketing, I switched it to the online focus. Here came work smart hypnosis, which then was this whole digital media empire Empire, that's why everything is purple, Ah. so then from there, (laughs) looking at it, it's a trigger, it's an anchor, so looking at it from there, that was launched where all this was already in motion, people were scheduling themselves and even nowadays I'm rebuilding all of my markets. So they watch the video, they pay online, they book, they schedule, and now my phone consult, and I'm capturing this nowadays as I'm redoing it, is all about how my phone consult was the person, person now, who is already a paying client. Which, by the way, there's an amazing different nuance of working in that format, which I'm still workshopping and working out the kinks of. The dialogue on the phone is no longer, I really need this to work. It's instead, I'm so excited to see there be there next Thursday and just be over this thing. The expectation is at absolute peak. I'm providing an amazing customer experience by not having to physically be there. So for anybody who goes, oh no, my people need a more hands-on approach, have you ever forgotten to send somebody something? I'm using technology to build that ultimate client experience. Which again, nowadays, some of my focus, strategy. I'm doing more corporate speaking nowadays. And my goals in 2018 was I need assets to leverage to these other markets while these things keep running. TED talk and book or the strategy. The TED Talk was back in April, the book's coming out October, November timeframe, which these things are building out now because these are all taken care of. To kind of wrap it all up together, I teach these things because I meet too many people who have incredible skills. And your skills are only good if there's a person actually in the chair doing the work. Yes, I teach a whole strategy called Bob. you can build unstoppable confidence practicing with an empty chair. Uh, But Bob is too compliant and we can't track Bob's upcoming change because he's not really there. So it's by giving you the strategies of what works, again part of my initial journey was someone teaching something they had not actually done. You can go look online, you're going to see everything in motion, use my own website, now don't copy my stuff, um, but model what's there in the ways that are appropriate to you. This is why just briefly I'll mention I do a program called Hypnotic Business Systems, which rather than saying here's the Facebook program, here's the lecture notes of my talks that I've done, here's the email campaign program, I just went here's everything. Uh, It's a 100 hour course, it's a choose your own adventure library with a couple of dozen different modules, you can go directly into the content you want to access right away. I'm not pitching hard because I'm looking around and actually there's a couple of dozen of you already here with this program as well. This is an amazing event with incredible workshops. Attend as much as you can. I don't get any kickback from this next statement by the audios. Because my education really advances when I turn my car into the mobile university. When I'm listening to the presentations, I'm here with you, but what they're doing over there I'm going, they scheduled us at the same time, but now I get to listen to it later. We're in an amazing renaissance of online education, where especially when you already have that baseline of skills, sometimes it's just those few little nuances to take it all to the next level. So, uh, as we like to say, don't Google this phrase because I've reclaimed it as my own. Go out there and make it rain. Thank you for spending these two hours with me. Jason Lynette here once again and as always thank you so much for sharing this on your social media streams, for leaving your feedback online and once again head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com You've just received about maybe an hour and a half of content there's another 90 to 100 hours in a choose your own adventure style library that if you want to go out and give live talks you can go directly to that content. If you want to look at the Facebook marketing content you can go directly to that information right away Hypnotic Business Systems, your but to get started for just $47, check it out. Join the online community. We'll see you on the inside. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorksmartHypnosis.com.